Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. I want to talk to you today about self-love. And I want to take a little bit of a different angle as we go through this episode, because self-love is a really popular topic right now. It's a highly marketable topic right now. So we are getting these messages from every angle. And what I really want to encourage you to think about is what self-love really means and how you can actually get to a place where you are feeling love for yourself. The marketable idea around self-love is that we do things for ourselves, that we maybe love the way we look all the time, and we don't have any bad days or hang-ups when it comes to our looks or our body image or our status or anything else. I think that's a really limited view, and I think taking that view, while it seems really desirable, is just another way of saying that we aren't good enough in the state we're in. What do I mean by that? These messages come across that we should just love our bodies the way that they are, and I agree, or that we should reject diet culture and beauty culture and all these messages that we get from social media. I also agree with that. However, this idea that in order to love ourselves and accept ourselves as we are, we shouldn't have those same feelings and urges to comply to societal expectations, that all of that should go away. And so if we still want to lose weight, for example, even though we know diet culture can be extremely toxic, and we know that weight loss is not actually required to have a healthy body, but yet we still want that, then we are shamed for not loving ourselves. The reality is that we can have those thoughts and still love ourselves. So what are we saying when we say we want self-love? I think what it comes down to is we are ready for some relief around this topic of hating ourselves, of not being good enough, of being completely and totally overwhelmed with messages from beauty culture, gym culture, diet culture, societal expectations, comparison, everything that gets thrown at us is exhausting. And there is research and evidence showing how exhausting it is, especially for younger generations, but it's trickling all the way up and down the line. Everyone is feeling this pressure to be their best version of themselves, to be the Instagram-worthy story, to have their highlight reel on full display, and to have their worst days look like everyone else's highlight reel, even when people are posting up pictures of, say, their cellulite and how they've accepted that or how they've stopped dieting. Those photos and those messages are still something that my clients and people in general tend to compare their stories with. So when they read something like, you should just normalize all bodies, yes, yes, yes to that. However, then they are feeling bad about themselves because secretly 
they're still judging the cellulite on their legs. They're getting better at practicing not judging other people, but they are not getting better at not judging themselves. So when it comes to self-love, yes, we need to do things for ourselves. We need to show our body some respect and some love and stop being so harsh and end the comparison. And we need to discover where these messages are coming from. All of these different industries that are profiting off of our insecurities are screaming these messages at us. And so that is where so much of this comes from. And a lot of us like to go deeper and say, you know what, I was raised a certain way. And so I had these ideas since I was a child, or I got these ideas in school when I was growing up or from magazines or media or movies. And all of that is true. And all of those influences are also products of the same story that you're getting. So your mom may influence your dieting history, but hers was influenced by societal expectations as well. So in reality, we can go down this rabbit hole and find out who is to blame, but it's not going to be all that helpful until we just start taking some action toward loving ourselves. I want to recommend and suggest that self-love does not mean being completely free of diet culture, completely free of beauty culture or anything else, but rather separating your worthiness for existing on this planet in a joyful, happy life, separating that from whether or not you want to be beautiful, whether or not you want to conform or fit in, or if you're ready to protest via your social media account or in life or even just being unwilling to have these conversations around weight loss or food or diets with family members as a form of protest against these kinds of uh, messages. I think that all of that is great, but regardless of where you stand in all of that, wherever you are in your journey, your self-love comes from a place of protecting your own peace and knowing that you are worthy of happiness regardless of where you fit along that conversation. You can hate it. You can love it. You can secretly wish that you had a better body or better genetics. You can be comparing yourself and still appreciate that your body is an amazing thing that does amazing things each and every day, that carries you throughout your daily tasks, that you have a brain that is thinking and coming up with ideas, that you even have the capacity to compare yourself. The idea that we have to reject all of these things in order to love ourselves doesn't really work out because that just breeds more comparison as we've just discussed. So what do we do instead? Well, as most things go, Self-inquiry is how we get past all of the nonsense. And the reason I say self-inquiry and curiosity is because when we start asking ourselves questions, our brain opens up to more possibilities and more solutions. When we get stuck in that comparison trap and we get stuck feeling bad about ourselves, we get stuck feeling bad about our bodies, our brain shuts down and that's just feeling all of this stress and anxiety. It might drive us to make decisions that are trying to get us out of that icky feeling like emotional eating or drinking or shopping or distracting or arguing and feeling like we have to create some contention in order to move that energy out of us. But if we start asking ourselves, okay, why am I feeling this way? Who profits from this message that 
I am absorbing right now and making it mean something about me and who I am as a person and what my value is in the world. If I'm feeling really bad after scrolling through Instagram or seeing a celebrity that lost weight or meeting up with a friend that has successfully lost weight or being in a discussion about a new diet, if those things are making you feel bad, the first thing is, would you even want to involve yourself in the same process that that other person was involved in? Are you someone who shares their genetics, their thought processes, their lifestyle? What is the cost? What would you have to give up? And is that even something you're willing to do happily, right? And beyond that, what in this moment changes your worthiness? And the truth is nothing changes. So start asking yourself questions about why you feel the way you feel in those moments and be gentle with yourself because you've already tried beating yourself up for years. You've already tried being cruel to yourself and it hasn't worked out very well. It didn't give you a better body. It didn't give you more money. It didn't give you the love or the life that you wanted because you are not getting any of these things from a place of abundance and a place of appreciation. You're getting them from a place of scarcity. Anything you gain from a place of scarcity is on shaky ground because you know that as soon as your willpower runs out or your mindset shift is not holding anymore, you're challenged in ways that you weren't used to being challenged before, all of that is going to fall apart. You're going to lose your footing and everything is at risk. And so that is not true self-love. If you have to force yourself into a better body in order to feel love for yourself, that is not love. So when you feel like you're struggling and you're asking yourself who profits, that can immediately shift your mindset to, okay, the beauty industry profits off of this. Am I okay with that in my life? Am I okay with the beauty industry profiting off of my insecurity. And it's okay to want beauty products. It's okay to love to put on some mascara or perfume or whatever it is that makes you feel beautiful and separate your value from those products. I am okay with the beauty industry profiting off of my favorite mascara. Totally fine with it. I love my mascara. So I'm cool with trading the way that I feel when I get ready for the day for patting their pockets for a product they came up with. If they used very manipulative tactics and made me feel bad if I didn't have their mascara, then that would be a whole different story. But I realized that there are a million mascaras in the world. It doesn't really matter. I can pick any of them. I'll probably like most of them. And so it's not that big a deal. And I can go out without it and not feel like I am unworthy of being in public because my lashes aren't painted. So that's just a mindset shift where I recognize that there is a profit being made and I'm okay with the trade-off because my eyes are wide open about what that trade-off is. I realize that it is not a big deal whether or not I wear mascara and I can recognize that society expects women to be put together and wear more makeup and that we live a different set of rules than our male counterparts. So I can look at those things and I can make a decision from that place of eyes wide open. The next thing that I want you to do is lose the judgment. 
if you are feeling bad about your body, about your looks, about your place in the world, even though you know that societal standards and diet culture has shaped this opinion for you and logically you feel like it's wrong and logically you don't want to be part of a system anymore that manipulates your emotions, I want you to ditch the judgment that you are feeling that says, but I still want to lose weight but I still wish I didn't have cellulite, but I still wish things were different because it's okay for two things to be true at the same time. It's okay to understand that this is not something that is in alignment with your values as a human and for you to still desire the feeling that comes with the freedom of being able to shop straight sizes or to not have to deal with fat bias that is prevalent in this country and in this society. All of those things are perfectly valid and acceptable. So while you are judging yourself for wishing that you had the confidence of Lizzo to just say, screw it, and I'm going to be who I am, and I'm not going to conform to beauty standards. But the reality is, you still desire to just fit in and not have to fight so hard, lose the judgment for that. Accept that it's okay to want both of those things. And then in order to build up that relationship that you have with yourself, stop sabotaging. The only way that you get free of all of this is by challenging yourself every day, or at least often, to do things that are outside of your comfort zone, that make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, that stretch you, and keep those promises to yourself. Keep having your own back. Keep opening your eyes and questioning whether or not the things that you're doing are things that are in alignment with your values, if they are bringing you closer to the life you want to live and the person you want to be, or if they're taking you further and further away, and you're feeling worse and worse as you fight to become this person that in reality you don't want to be. When you begin to challenge yourself and your self-confidence starts to grow and you see that you deserve a place in the world and you deserve to take up space and you're caring for yourself, you're caring from your body from a place of love and a place of wanting to feel better, genuinely feel better, not feel better because somebody complimented you, not feel better because the scale validated your efforts, but to truly feel better because you're doing things that feel good with your body, then if you slip, if you struggle, if something happens along the way, and it will, and you will, then hold yourself accountable in a very loving way. And I don't mean to just give yourself permission to forget about it. That's not love either, right? We don't just let people off the hook because lessons will never get learned. We need to hold ourselves to a standard where we are saying, I'm going to reflect on this. I'm going to look at what my thoughts were. I'm going to look at where my mindset was, what was in my environment, what was surrounding me. Why am I making this decision? Why do I have this habit in the first place that is not benefiting me or is not taking me to a place that I actually want to go in life? I'm going to take a really hard look at that, but I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to do it from that place of curiosity that we talked about earlier. I'm going to do it from that place of love and wondering so that I can find a new habit and a new circumstance, a way to replace those things. And I can come up with an idea of when these things happen in the future, the way that I would like to behave instead. 
So we replace that shame and blame with curiosity. We replace the judgment with accountability, and then we just move on. This is how we get more clear. This is how we get an eyes wide open approach and how we stop conforming to societal expectations blindly and instead being very open to choosing what decisions we want to make, what sacrifices we're willing to make, and if it's all worth it. Some of the things that are really helpful to start this process, if you're brand new to self-confidence and self-worth and the work that goes into that, is to take some inventory about how you spend your time, who you spend your time with, and what you spend your time thinking. What thoughts are you having about your body? Are you walking past the mirror and then immediately turning away? Are you tugging and pulling and yanking at body parts? What are your initial reactions to seeing yourself, putting on your clothes, your routines, the way that you think, the way that you show up for work, the way that you interact with other people? Are you hiding from photographs? Are you hiding from social events? Are you avoiding people? Are you avoiding meeting people or putting yourself out there? And if you are, just getting really curious about why those things are and what you expect to be different if you were the person that you are trying so hard to be. If you were thinner, how would these things actually be different? And would you feel true confidence in that? Or is that just another way of covering up and saying, I don't want to do the work on myself, so I'm just going to distract myself with diets and trying to be thin and trying to be beautiful instead of going back to school, instead of facing the facts that I need to work on my communication skills in relationships, instead of deciding that I need to go out and make new friends and do the things that I've been holding myself back from and using my weight as an excuse or my looks as an excuse for not doing that hard work. So just getting radically honest with yourself about what you are really missing, what you're really hoping is going to happen when you get the thing that you are after. Self-love and self-worth are not tied to how you look, and it's not tied to how your body looks. It is tied to showing up for yourself each and every day in ways that show that you are valuable to yourself, that you matter. Making sure that you are creating time and space in your life for your hobbies, for the things that bring you pleasure, instead of berating yourself and holding yourself back making sure that you're taking care of your nutrition from a place that says, I care about how my body functions. I care about how I feel. When you're overeating, acknowledging that that doesn't feel good in your body, that it's not just about weight loss, that it really is something that you're uncomfortable with, that your body is letting you know that it's uncomfortable when you're overeating. And the reasons have to do with emotions that maybe you're not addressing. And so a loving thing would be to be willing to feel those emotions as uncomfortable as they may be so that your body doesn't have to fight to digest more food than it's comfortable doing. Self-love and self-worth come from being willing to show up to exercise and 
do it in a way that you can be consistent instead of forcing yourself to do certain kinds of exercise that are miserable for you. Maybe the idea is to find something that feels really good and nourishing. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be challenging yourself or doing hard things or if you want a certain outcome from, say, strength training, if you want to build some muscle and get stronger, of course, you're going to have to do some things that you don't want to do in order to get to that place where you want to go. And that is another part of self-love is keeping our promises to ourselves, even when it sucks. But if you are just getting started and you just keep stopping, maybe it's because you're forcing an agenda or trying to do something that you don't want to do simply because you think that you're supposed to or that you have to. Another helpful thing is to really take a good look at what is on your social media feed. I'm not saying that you should delete every fitness person or every fitness account, although it probably wouldn't hurt, to be honest. When you get information coming from all these different angles, it's so easy to get confused about whether or not you're doing it right, whether or not you're getting the right information. You think, well, I'm doing really good here. I should probably add this thing and add this thing, and I'll get better results if I add this thing, and you get in this rush. But if you're following influencers and fitness people and by the time you are done with your scroll, all you do is feel worse about yourself and you notice that your feed is one dimensional, meaning it's all one type of person that you're looking at, it's time to diversify. Follow different body types, different opinions, different races, thoughts, outlooks, approaches, Make sure that it's not all just about focusing on beauty and your body and how you look, but diversify your thought and your feed to make sure that you are enriching your life and that those pictures actually make you feel better, not worse, by the time you're done scrolling. Set limits on how often you're willing to go down that rabbit hole of scrolling on social media as well. If you are three or four hours a day, perhaps you want to cut that in half and spend the rest of that time doing something a little bit more productive, doing something that is keeping one of those promises that you said you were going to keep for yourself, learning a new language, meeting new friends, or going out somewhere, or doing something that has nothing to do with how you look and has everything to do with contributing how you feel and how you show up in the world. Take some time as well to compliment other people, either in your head or out loud, depending on whether it's online or in person or whatever, without wanting what they have. So what do I mean by that? It's easy for us to compare, right? And so we can get triggered by seeing pictures of other people. And then we want to go down this diet rabbit hole, we go down this self loathing sort of mindset. And we're not really humanizing the person who is on the screen or in front of us. We are only objectifying them. We're only looking at their body. We're only looking at their accomplishments or lack thereof. We're only comparing. We're making everything about us. And that is not a loving position to be in. If you can look at someone else and say, good for you, and I don't have to want what you have just because you have it and it works for you. I can want what I need in this moment, which might just be going for a walk three times a week. Good for you that you can show up to the gym five days a week and that everything is working out for you the way that you want it to and you're willing and able to happily commit 
to whatever time is giving you the results that you have. And I can look at that and say, cool, that's great for you. And right now, what I want for me is a little bit of peace of mind and to just take my next best step. And so that may be a very small condensed version of what somebody else has got going on and not comparing your circumstance to theirs, your genetics to theirs, your time availability to theirs, your family to theirs, whatever it is. It's okay to enjoy flowers and cactus. Both things can be beautiful. Both things can be worthy of taking up space neither of them have to be the same in order for them to be good. And so I want you to just take that into consideration that just because one person is doing something good for them in their life does not mean all of a sudden that you are not also doing something good. It doesn't matter if they're the flower and you're the cactus or vice versa. Both things are incredible. Both things serve purpose. Both things can feel good to the individual that is living that life and both things can be very toxic and problematic. So comparing your journey to someone else's is not an act of self-love, is not an act of trying to enhance your self-worth and trying to do what they do in order to get what they have can be a complete and total setback for you because you're so focused on the end result that you're not enjoying the present moment and the life you're living in this moment. You're not enjoying what you're doing. You're not appreciating how far you've come or focusing on the good. You're just focusing on how far you have to go to get somewhere that you don't know whether or not you'll even be happy on the other side because life is not all happy, right? We still have issues. We don't know how we're going to feel at the end of whatever goal you're going after, whatever measure you're measuring your worth or your self-love or your worthiness to feel that self-love, whatever you're using to measure that, you don't know that you will be any happier. In fact, most of the time you're not because everybody has hurdles they have to come up against. It's something that you're going to experience regardless of the body you're in, the face you have, the beauty you have. And so making sure that you enjoy whatever journey you're on is so much more important when it comes to self-love than the result that you're after. Whatever builds it, keeps it. And so if you have to fight your way to worthiness, that is not an act of self-love. It's an act of self-violence. Beating yourself up does not get you closer to a place of more love and acceptance. Instead, decide how you want to feel right now and choose every single day to feel that way. Choose every single day to make decisions that are in alignment with how you want to feel. If you want to feel happy, do things that make you happy. Not wait until you have a perfect body to be happy. But do things that make you happy right now. And if those things drive you to a weight loss goal or some other goal that you think is great, fine. But if you have to white knuckle your way toward some sort of imaginary societal measure, I promise you there is no rainbow at the end of that tunnel. You won't be happier on the other side. Just ask anyone who has ever reflected back to their photos from 10 or 20 years ago and they remember how brutal they were to themselves and now they're going, oh gosh, why wasn't I happy with that body? 
And then they'll look at other pictures. And why wasn't I happy with that body? Why wasn't I happy five pounds ago? Why wasn't I happy 15 pounds ago? Because no matter what you weigh or what you look like, there will always be a message in the outside noise coming straight at you telling you that whatever you're doing, it's not good enough. Whatever you've achieved, it's not enough. However much money you've made, it's not enough. You need to do more. You need to look better. You need to try harder. You need to need, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. There will always be those messages. Your self-worth and your confidence and your ability to love yourself has nothing to do with the way that you look. And even if you get to a place where you are happy with the way that you look, or you accept where you're at, and you feel good about yourself, and you feel self-confidence, you will have bad days. You'll have bad body image days. You'll have bad work days. You'll have days where you feel like you are not enough. And that's okay too. You don't deserve judgment for feeling like you need to get to a certain place, but rather come at yourself from a place of curiosity and a place of trying to understand where did these messages come from and do they align with my values? Am I okay with them? Am I accepting of them? Can multiple things be true at the same time? And what are my true opinions? What is my true self-worth here? Make sure that as you go throughout your day, you're just checking in with yourself. This is a practice. This is something that takes time to learn how to do. But just check in. Make sure you're not holding yourself back, waiting for something better to come along, waiting for the right time, waiting until you look or feel a certain way about yourself and start doing things that feel that way right now and go on and live your life. Whatever comes from that, whatever goal you chase, let that be something that is fun. Let it be something that is a hobby. Let it be something you're passionate about or excited about. But don't hang your self-worth around what your body looks like. The truth is we try to change and manipulate our bodies Especially when it comes to body trends, just look through history, you can see that body trends have changed over and over and over and over again. All of this comes from a place of desiring safety, safety within our communities. We want to be accepted, we want to be looked at as valuable, as important, and none of that can happen until you look at yourself as valuable and important all on your own. So regardless of what you look like, regardless of what your goals are, I don't want you to feel guilty for comparing yourself. I don't want you to feel guilty for feeling like you understand this kind of stuff and you still want the goal. All of that is completely normal. That is how we're built. We want to be able to belong to a community. So don't shame yourself or judge yourself for that, but be willing to be curious about where these ideas are coming from, who's giving them to you, and whether or not you are choosing to accept them. And when you start being curious and asking yourself questions about whether or not you will accept them, that is when your worthiness really shines. That is where your self-worth and your self-love come together because it's authentically you. Your decisions that you make from the place of curiosity is authentically you. The place that comes from scarcity and fear, those decisions are not you. Those are driven from a place that is on shaky ground that will be impossible to maintain and it will always feel like imposter syndrome. That's all I have for y'all today. 
I hope you got something good out of this. Please um, screenshot it, share it on social media, tag me, let me support you. I would love to know what your thoughts are. And of course, if you found this helpful, please leave me a rating and review. It really helps me make sure I land in more people's headphones and I really appreciate it. If you are listening to this in real time, make sure you get your butt out and vote today if you're in the U.S. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Bye.